Hello and welcome to the SRF podcast. I'm Ollie and I'm Ben. If you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and let us know in the comments what guest you'd like to see on the podcast next. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star review. It really does help us out. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Yes Rev podcast with me, Ollie Ballinger, and co host Ben Williamson. Ben, how are you, mate? Hello, mate. Yeah, not too bad, thank you, mate. Not too bad. Knackered, legs are hurting, lots of football of the weekend, but all good, thank you. Back to it, talking about refereeing and sports officiating again, eh? Today, we're very lucky to welcome Luke Hinchcliffe onto our podcast. Luke, how are you? Not too bad, mate. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Pleasure, pleasure. We're um, looking forward to getting you involved. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are? Is um, is the roles that you wear in um, in football? Yeah, sure. So um, my main role is I'm currently a level four referee um, based in Swindon. So I currently referee on the Hellenic League and run the line on the Southern League. Um, been a referee for about eight years now. Been at the level I've been at for about two seasons now. It's hard to tell with COVID and all the stops and starts. Um, away <laughs> from my personal football, I'm also the referee, well, one of the referee appointment officers for the North Wiltshire Football League. Um, I have been doing that since before COVID, so I want to put maybe five years, my five seasons on that. Um, and then very, very rarely, just kind of when I, if I have any spare time away from those two, I also go out and mentor or observe level seven to sixes or any youth referees that might need some help as well. Nice. Love it. Did you um, only start your appointments role because you were involved in refereeing? Do you think you would be doing that if you weren't an active official? Um, It does help, definitely. I think the main reason... um, So I was the active referee on the North Worlds when I first started, like a lot will do. Um, And we had about three or four different appointment offices in the space of two seasons. Um, they were all absolutely outstanding with me. Um, but I think the main reason I took the role on is because I had a, a Norfolk's Cup game when I was around 16 years old. And unfortunately, I had to abandon the game due to behaviour of coaches and parents. Um, the Norfolk's could not have done right. more for me in terms of support. I had several phone calls from the appointment officer and the chairman of the league. Awesome. Um and I believe, it. my memory's gone a bit now, but I believe um, because of this game, the North Worlds effectively wanted to kick um, a team out of the cup for it. However, I believe County FA said no. And over this, I, I, I don't quote me on this, but I believe one or two people even resigned or took leave for a couple of months over it. So that really stood out to me as a league right. who cares about its officials which is why I felt I'm at a level now where I want to kind of give back to a league who looked after me so well in the first instance. Something I picked up from what you said initially was they were, I think you say something like they were awesome with you or they were the appointment officers that you had in a short period of time were great with you. Yeah. What does that mean? So what that would mean, I think it was more... Because there'll be other referees that'll be like, oh, I want my appointments officer to be awesome with me, right? So I think... uh, what do they have to do? What does that mean? What do they do to get there? I believe, I think it was just understanding that I'm human and I'm not a robot who is focused 24-7 on football, where 
some of us may expect you to be. Um, say I would always give my availability months in advance, weeks in advance, and if something came up, they were more than happy to say, yep, no problem at all. Thank you very much for letting us know. Just kind of treating you like a human being, whereas some others I know of, if you something pops up, their kind of thought process is, well, football should be your main priority, which isn't the case, especially when you're Number first one. starting out in kids' football. You know, I think I think that's really um I think that's really nice, you know, just to um get the feeling of you know, you do what you can for the game you love, right? And where you can squeeze it in, because at the end of the day it is a it is a hobby, right? Yeah, something and I like think, that. you know, when you it's, when it's... you go up the levels, I think maybe the commitment changes. Yeah, especially um, with probably, I'd say, 90% of our referee pool are effectively under-18 children who are just trying to earn a bit of pocket money. You've got to kind of treat them in a way that's going to keep them on board, um, which I believe they did with me. Um, And when I was going through the promotion schemes up through level 7 to 6 and 6 to 5, they were absolutely brilliant with kind of keeping me away from morning games so I can get my open age games in. I'm being more than happy to either give me an under 18 game in the afternoon or give me a week off to recover. It was absolutely brilliant. Awesome. A week off to recover. You're not 200 years old. What's wrong with you? A week well, off to recover. Well, when I was doing a, a game on the Saturday and then I'd do one on the Sunday morning and maybe an under floodlit league on the Thursday nights. Oh, come on. You ain't running marathons in a game. What's wrong with you? This is what happens when you're actually in the middle for once, Ben. You actually have to run a little bit. (laughs) Oh, no. Stop it. I'm not having that. (laughs) I work very hard on the line. Thank you very much. (laughs) At least me and you go outside. Ollie stays inside. Yeah, well, this this is true. But just um, what was really interesting, Luke, you spoke about like pocket money and a lot of your referees being under the age of 18. Yeah. I don't know about you both, but like when I was... 14 and did the course and got going I did it to help me uncle out but it didn't take long to realize that it was um quite a nice bit of pocket money yeah. you could squeeze in three or four games of a weekend yeah and actually you quit up you? yeah all of a sudden that's that's a nice bit of pocket money for um for a, for a young teenager so um it definitely um it definitely helps to um to put that money away and I can remember I mean I am sure my age a bit here now but the very first iPod was £220 and I used all of my referees money over multiple weeks to save up for that so that was a bit of a um, that was a nice moment you should have just done a few more games in one weekend well you know you could have that money in two weekends that yeah but I still had to rely on uh, mum and dad to take me around a little bit so you know (laughs) I, I, I had to be careful I had to be careful do you think that's the main driver for some of your referees Luke literally just just some money and is that okay? Like, do you mind that? No, I don't mind that at all. Um, again, refereeing isn't for everyone, so money is going to be the driver. I'd say, especially at that level, for most, if not all of them, um, they're not going to be knowing at that level. Especially when I'd still say a lot of them still play. Then the main focus for them is still in having a kick about with their mates in the morning, and then having some money in the afternoon to earn um it may even be because they're at the age where they're at college or school all week and their parents maybe say maybe why don't you look at getting part-time work at the weekend and with wages being what they are at the moment you're probably better off going out and doing two or three games of football for four four hours rather than working in a pub or something like that which is something they can enjoy a lot more than 
cleaning glasses or whatever. I think it's probably really. I don't. I don't think people appreciate enough how hard the parents have to work to get people to to their games. Like, imagine having a couple of brothers and sisters or whatever, as well as the general weekend stuff that parents need to do, <laughs> sort the house out, whatever it is, see family, friends, and then try and ferry people around to football. Like, we probably do owe a massive thanks to our parents oh, and yeah. sports officials' parents for for getting them to the games, even if it's just drop them off pick you up in an hour and a half time hours time whatever and um, so i think that should be a big shout out to to parents to to say thanks because that, that's a quality, quality without, role that they do without parents there is no youth league football simple as that yeah i know i think that's really fair and probably something that's um so overlooked um and i thought it was really interesting how we no don't worry about it it's probably not interesting actually i just thought <laughs> so, about what i was gonna say and it wasn't that interesting <laughs> Um, what does it? What does it? What does your role look like, Luke? Day to day as an appointments officer for the league. So day to day, um, I look after kind of the email bo- uh, inboxes. Um, we have busier periods kind of towards the end of the week, I would say. So I'll, I'll start in the seven day seven day bank for you. So Monday will probably be me chasing uh, referees whether they need to submit a report or just to remind them to put any cards on whole game or something along those lines or I will have officials coming to myself because they haven't been paid or anything like that and they just need me to go and chase the club up for them um Tuesday um is probably one of my quieter days of the week um I'm not too active on a Tuesday purely because I might have a game myself in the evening um Wednesdays is usually when I do my allocations. Um, so how I work, so I will have probably a two-week window between me doing the appointments and the games they're getting them on. So okay. at the moment, so we're on the 25th. So on Wednesday, I will probably look at doing, off the top of my head, 16th, I believe it is, of October. Okay. Um, so kind of that time frame, it gives them enough time to know where they're going, what they're doing, um, and also gives them the time to, if something pops up, them to say, I can't do this game. So um, it's not too far in advance for them to say, right, I can't do anything for the rest of the month now, but it's also not too much short notice, like, oh, I've already made plans. So I believe that's just a nice balance, for especially at that level of football. Um, yeah. And just go in... Sorry to interject you here, but just going back to your Mondays, do you do you get visibility of um, referees submitting stuff the whole game, or is it something you have to go in and cross reference, or how does discipline work? Because I think it varies league to league. Yep. So um, we'll, we have a designated um, discipline officer on the league. Um, I believe okay. they all do, or they should. I'm not too sure on what really uh, what roles are mandatory in each league but um we have a discipline officer um yeah. we meet as a committee once a month and it will always be on the standing agenda and we will go through what's been submitted to the county fa what's been proven what hasn't been proven and what was the cause of the charge effectively okay yeah interesting um, and then you all your referees got to fill out match reports as well um we I don't, hope not, because I ain't done one. <laughs> if, please, please say no. No, so, um, <laughs> I know some leagues like to have a match report just so they can find out well, how was the hospitality of the club, um, how was the pitch, um, how was the general behaviour. Um, we personally don't do one just because I feel uh, when they're only fourteen or fifteen, 
again, they just want to referee a game of football for 20 quid. They don't really want to start going after the game, right, I need to do a two, three-page report, especially if nothing's really happened. The only Do you think that's just because the current, like, obviously we've been in the game a fair while, but yep. collectively between the three of us, it's probably changed the way in which we have to report these things. Do you think it's just because there's not really an easy, cool, quick, slick way just to go, yeah, it was good, this was a f- not great, This they could do this better, send, it was 10 seconds of my time? Yeah, I, I know I've got. I, I helped a league out recently and did a game, um, and they sent me a, a word document that needed to be filled out. It was like a page and a half, and I looked at it and I just was like, <sighs> "Whereas if it was a Microsoft form, it, uh, click, 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 I could do it on my phone whilst I'm waiting for the kettle to boil. Send done. Do you yep. know what I mean? Other brands also available. Oh yeah, yeah, standard. Yeah, my <laughs> go, go on, Luke. <laughs> I think it's just. Um... It'd be another thing, honestly, for myself and George to chase. I believe yeah. that some probably would forget. And they're not just because they're being lazy, but I just honestly think, say they've got a game at 9am and then they go and play in the afternoon, their thought, first thought focuses is chatting about the game with their mates, not, oh, I need to do my referee report. Mm. Um, so yeah, fair I, enough. Yeah, I only kind of focus on the misconduct side of things. If they need to report misconduct, then they need to get that done. Um, just general kind of how was the pitch, etc. The clubs already marked that, so we already have that information. Okay, and do you what... think? Sorry, mate. Do you think we there is a risk of not because if we're talking about discipline all the time or whatever, we generally only talk about the bad stuff, right? We don't people don't get praised for the good stuff. Yeah. And I know we were talking recently to to Harvey um, at Norfolk Cafe, and we we're talking about praising the good clubs, praising the good referees, getting that good feedback. Yeah. Do you do you get much of that? Much um, of the positive stuff shared back to you? So also as well on a Monday, I will always go through the club marks from the day before to um pick out aside from the lower marks because of a decision which nine times out of ten I generally just ignore anything that such as communication or pre or post match kind of etiquette such as they don't turn up 20 minutes beforehand they don't do a pre-match check they turn up dead on kickoff and things like that just something i can help them with but we do also get which is quite pleasing to see quite a few marks of 100 out of 100 with comments such as best referee all season or thanks i think that was me wasn't it yeah Uh, (laughs) i'll take it because no one else is going to say it he he prefers the flag (laughs) yeah or or um just little comments like even if the mark isn't stupidly high it's comments like they were clearly nervous as it was their first game but we they he he or she did really well today well done keep up the good work so we do get a fair split from the clubs about officials that's for sure it's just the um trying to filter through the reports that are clearly because they've lost the game compared to this referee needs a little bit of support. Yeah, nice. I think those nice supportive comments are also really nice. And do, do, do you share them back with the referee? If it's a nice, they did really well, I know they were nervous, that, that exact one. Would you would you share that back to the referee and their, their parents if they're 14? Yeah, of course I do. If um, Especially, nice. we, we also from time to time do get emails directly from the manager saying... Um, usually you get reports about bad referees. I just want to share that today they were brilliant. And the first thing I do is send it to their parents or the referee saying, well done, keep up the good work. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Is so, there much of a link between that and the county FA of sharing the good stuff? 
Um, in terms of county affair, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think our link is as strong as it should be. Okay. Um, that is something that myself and the county need to work on. Um, because in terms of our marks, I don't really share them with the county. The only kind of even vague link between the two would be coming towards the end of the season when it comes to County Cup final appointment time. And I'll yeah. get asked, is there anyone you would consider who's got high club marks, good availability, good admin you would consider Back putting out. forward? So, but apart, say, this time of year, there's not really much contact I have with the county FA regarding positive refereeing, unfortunately. Okay. Well, no, and it's fine. It's interesting to know if that's a thing. What does good availability mean, Luke? So I'm really, really relaxed in my availability. I think at this point in time with refereeing lumber, numbers as low as they are, 100% coverage, I believe, is just unrealistic. Um, so any help I deem as good availability. Um, we'll have referees who are available every day of the week, every time, and they'll do two games every Sunday for me, which is brilliant. We have some who would say to me, I'm not available at the moment, but my plans might change on a Friday night and they'll pick up a game. And to me, that's just is equally as important because we just need to get as many games as we are covered. Um, obviously, again, as we get towards county, uh, not county, uh, league cup and finals and semi-finals, those who are making themselves available a lot more will probably get priority over the guys who are only picking up one or two games. However, I don't ask for a minimum of two Sundays a month. I don't see the value in that because, again, it's a hobby. It's not something they should be tied into and expected to complete, if that makes sense. I think that would probably put some people off as well. If they know that they've got to commit to X or they have to do two Sundays a month or they can't register for the league or whatever, yeah. it, it can be a bit of a bit of a turn-off. I think it's really, I think it's a shame because I think there's still some leagues that operate that are very much like that. That is really regimented. You have to give us this. If we don't have that, we probably won't use you. I'm not sure we have enough numbers to be that picky. Like if there was a surplus and you always had 30 referees spare each weekend, you could probably be really picky and put these rules in place, right? No, I think even if I had the surplus, I don't think I would because, again, it alienates me from, um, again, under 18 children who are just trying to get a bit of pocket money. I just yeah, think, no, like, really it's, it's, it's meant to be a nice relaxed environment and I just want to keep it that way and I just think that wouldn't really help putting in all these rules around availability yeah nice yeah, like so I think we... we got to Wednesday or Thursday didn't we in your, in your week so as we start ramping up towards the weekend how yeah. does that change so, your, your role so Thursday Thursday is usually busier in the evening times because Thursday is when clubs well the cut off point to when clubs should be messaging and confirming details with their referees um so i will get messages from referees saying such and such has not contacted me um so and then what i will do is i will just send an email to the club i will copy in the referee saying please could you just confirm the game of your referee for match fee etc etc they are copied in 99 times out of 100 that seems to does does the job however for the one out of 100 if they still don't have any contacts i say to the referee i am more than happy for you to come off the game and i will just report the club for failure to contact a referee 
Or is that like a league rule, is it, that they have yep. to do it? Yep. Okay. Uh, so, so do you think... Do, can referees help with that? What can referees do better or anything? Do you think they can do anything? Just to make sure that they report it because unfortunately, especially the start of this season, we still have had a couple of instances where referees haven't received any contact. They've gone two games and um, they've either found that the club have already found their own referee or the game's just not happening at all. So... Um, right. That's the importance of making sure we're aware so we can either let the clubs know you've got to make contact or we can find you another game just to avoid yeah. any sort of letdowns, if that makes sense. So just being on top of it and you're not hurting anyone by just letting us know. Question yeah. on that. I'm sure Ali will probably jump in with the question in a second, but I do have another one and I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm fascinated by it because I think there's so much about it. Um <laughs> Would you advocate if a referee knows the contact details for the club that they reach out first and go, hey, it's Ben, the referee, I hadn't heard from Sunday, just check in, it's at X location at Y time, I, I know you're busy. Um, no, so um, that's absolutely brilliant, especially for a younger referee because it gives them the prerogative to go out and speak to managers, speak to clubs, which can only aid them in the long run. Yeah, I agree. So is that is that like Luke's top tip for referees out there? If you know the contact details for the team you're doing, just drop them a text if you've not heard from them. And yeah. then if you don't hear back and you're literally in limbo, that's when you could probably notify the league, right? Yeah, it's um it's a tough one because we've um got to be careful with data protection and things along those lines, but I'm more than happy just to give a contact detail to them. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, I think that works really well. And I think that's just a really nice thing that we as referees can do. Like clubs, team managers have got loads to do, pitches, players, parents, helpers on the days, the kit ready, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's probably something we could do better to, to help teams Yeah, is to, to, to initiate that bit of contact if we know how to get hold of them, right? Yeah, make it a two-way street. So the referee details are on hand, but also the club details are on hand for the referee because, again, that is something on the, excuse me, on the North Wilts that, currently isn't available is a contact list for referees to go to that is just a case of coming to myself and asking i think that might change soon. i think it's um i think it's really interesting because um and important because we also have to remember that the life experience of um referees at, at 14, 15, 16 you know is is daunting right you know asking yeah. someone to go out and referee a game you know whatever side you're playing seven eight nine eleven managing that situation managing the parents managing the managers and doing some paperwork both off the game and off the game and then you know asking for payment in some way shape or form like you know it's quite a lot to ask a young teenager but I also think if I speak from my own experience it didn't half ground me as a sort of an introduction to life and just how you know the the world works outside of um, school you know you know, it was great that at the weekend I got to interact with all these different people, create experiences. I mean, don't get me wrong, I probably made thousands of mistakes. But actually, it was just nice to be in a relatively safe and environment. One game or in several games. Yeah, well, I'm sure there was there was enough in one game. But, but yeah, it was mistake after mistake, no doubt. But it was just an environment. And as long as it's, you know, a safe environment, I think it's, it's great for the game and... Like it's a really good skill to go out there and do uh, as a young teenager, you know. 
So what 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 does one of your biggest challenges look like, Luke? Probably the retention of young referees. That I would say that is the biggest challenge we face. Um, because this, in terms of referees um, on the league, it seems to be a big circle at the moment where we will get to September and our numbers will be rock bottom. Literally, not even 50% of our games will get covered. Then the courses will start running and we'll gradually increase our numbers when new trainee referees come onto the league. And then by the time we get to March, April time, we look amazing because we've got all these new referees who are all filling the under... 12 and under 13 games um, but then we get to the summertime and whether people just think I've had enough or they even forget or they move away um, or even they get promoted and feel I don't need to do youth football anymore we then get to September again and we're back into square one in terms of we've got no referees um, so I believe just making sure we can retain as many as possible going forward that's the biggest next step for us and how do we, how do how do you do that? How do we do that? How does sport do that? I think it's just a, a case of constantly training them, because speaking from personal experience myself, um, in the two years um, I stayed as a youth referee, just doing youth football, I wasn't apart from the mandatory simbin training. I don't think we had much in terms of just training after the the course had finished. I believe the only time I actually received some sort of person coming to watch me was my first seven to six observation. Until that point, I was effectively by myself. So I just think just CPDs, whether it's team calls, in-person events, just going through stuff like how to deal with managers because it's a difficult thing to do in your first game. Yes, you get... You get taught how to pass the course, you get taught the laws of the game, but do you really get taught the street skills, if that makes sense, on a football pitch? Probably not. So just something that is going to give them the tools that should it happen, they aren't blown away by it. They are sort of prepared for it. So that leads me nicely onto my next question then. So who is responsible for that? Is it the county FA that should be doing that? Is that the league? Should the league be training their own referees and doing regular things for for their own referees? Should there should it be a, a, a different organisation that does that? Who do you think is responsible, or is it like a joint approach? So I believe at the core it should be the county FA as all referees are part of a county FA. But I believe as a league, we have some sort of responsibility to the referees as well. I don't believe that we should just be like, yes, the county should train them. It's not our responsibility. So Because you're the one that's got the information on club marks. You're the one that's got the information on what referees need to do better or could do better with that advice, right? Exactly that. So the county FA could say, yeah, great, we're going to train them. But what is it? what are the leagues seeing the most of? For, for me personally, it'd just be things like writing misconduct reports that will benefit them and other referees in the future because they will actually get proven instead of some I see at the moment which I read and I'm like that's never going to stand in a million years so the county FA hopefully have the tools to train them whether it's through um, again teams calls the use of senior officials and we have the use of the information such as do they need 
uh, more training on report writing? Do they need more training on sin bins? Do they need more training on general positioning? Things along those lines. So I believe a joint approach is probably the best thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's yeah, definitely down to 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 everyone involved to do more because that's all we can do, right? Yep. So one one of the biggest challenges you've got is retention of referees and keeping them on board. And I think some to some degree it's almost nature of the beast because you get a referee at fourteen, fifteen, you know, and if they want to progress through the game, they're naturally going to want to start doing adults and and move on. So you know, I think the the lifetime of a of a referee on a youth league might be short, but if you could elongate it for six months, twelve months, I think everyone's uh, everyone wins. What is it that you love? Yeah about your job as an appointments officer? I think it's just the biggest thing for me is a sense of pride seeing some referees rise up the ranks after seeing them start in the youth league. Um, I'm going to say it's na- his name because it's a, a positive thing, but Rob Herrett, I remember when I first started out on um, the league, he was a, a youth referee only doing kind of under 13 and under 15 games on the North Wilts. Fast forward to now, he's progressed up and he's a level four referee. And it just gives me a great sense of pride knowing that I helped him at the start of his journey to where he is now. And hopefully I can help as many others get to say the level I am or even potentially the level Ben's at as well in terms of football. Or Ollie. Ollie's slightly higher than me too. Or if they want to go to um, five aside or (laughs) Go indoors and stay warm. Go indoors, stay warm, yeah. (laughs) Um, but just a sense of pride seeing people progress and get better because um, ultimately that's what I want to do is I want to try and make every referee I can better um, whether that's through training or advice or anything I can do to help that's another another reason I took the role um, I think as well it's just also I enjoy because I love football it just gives me it gives me another place to work where I enjoy it it's challenging, but yeah. I enjoy the challenge of dealing with clubs, dealing with referee problems. Um, it keeps me motivated, which I think is key. It keeps me motivated knowing nice. that, yeah, if I'm at work, generally in work, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to reply to this email, look, yeah, I'll do it later. Whereas if it's to do with refereeing, I will, yep, I can do that now. I'm going to go out and help this person. I'm going to go out and give, get them this contact detail for them to get better. So I think it's just the motivation as well to generally help out. So one day in the not-too-distant future, we'll have a, the next Premier League referee or a new FIFA referee that will go, yeah, back when I started, and they give their little story. When I started out on the Northfields Youth League, I remember Luke helped me out. We'll have one of those little stories. I mean, I'll still be a level four by then, but it would be absolutely <laughs> I think it's a real testament, though, um, A, to the role that you're doing, Luke. I think it's fantastic. You're a referee yourself. You're an appointments officer and you want to help people. But I also think it's um, a really strong message to youth referees that, and I speak, and I think both Ben and I can speak from our own experiences, well, and I guess you, Luke, really, that we all started off on a youth league in some way, shape or form. We did it. We did our did our stint, whether that was two, three, four years, and you know we've all become a better referee because of it. You know, so I think it's a really strong message that you know go out there and officiate on your local, your look, your if I can get the words out of my mouth, your local youth league, because it gives you a um, a good barometer and grounding to to build upon and become a, a better referee. 
That must have been really hard to say with your Wiltshire accent. <laughs> I mean, clearly, I couldn't get me words out, could I? So that, that was uh, that was <laughs> that was no good. Uh, but sp- so, speaking of the North Wilts um, Youth League, Luke, like, what are your aims yeah. and ambitions for, let's say, the next twelve months? Like, what do you, what do you want to achieve? What's uh, a key focus for you? So. The biggest thing for me is, as I've already touched on, getting that link with the county affair. I want to improve it because, okay. um, again, the tra- it all links in with the training, retention. So getting that link sorted is key of key paramount importance. Little shout me. out to Wiltshire FA and Edda there then, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got some plans in the pipeline. It just um, depends on availability, such as doing... CPD events just for training. Um, I know myself, Ella, and a few other appointment officers are trying to set up some sort of link from youth to adult football. Um, so whether again that be the progression path from youth football up to adult and level four, five, four, whatever, in in the future. Um, apart Do you from- think? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I just on that very point, like youth to adult. Do we do enough? Do you think, or is there more that could be done around adult to youth to go, actually, I know you left youth football many years ago or last four years ago. However, is there, we'd love the opportunity for your new experience that you're now a level five and you're doing senior football or level four doing supply league football, et cetera, or even higher yeah. to go, can you come back and give, can you help us with the 18s, the 16s? They're moving into adult football, no different to youth referees are moving into adult football an experience of a referee that, that that can now handle themselves at counter level or higher to come back and go look, do something with our 16s and 18s to go this is it's going to be a bit more physical because that's what's going to happen when you move to adult football I've, uh, uh, like am i making this up or is that a good idea somewhere is there something I mean, that could be done with that it'd be absolutely brilliant because i get at least 10 emails a week saying that their game is going to be absolute carnage and they need the biggest bestest most experienced are you that um, big time referee that will go and go and do it <laughs> yeah um I, I just think from a, a personal point of view would i want to go and referee I take away my North Wilts uh, hat for a moment. Would I want to go back to refereeing youth football? Um, probably not. But what I would want to do is perhaps mentor those who want to come through. Yeah, I think okay. the difference between the two is, yes, um, you can go out and referee. But I find that some clubs don't like the more experienced referees because they're too harsh and they don't let the players play, if that makes sense. Awkward. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about you, Ben, but just in general. I'm coming off my game of the weekend now, mate. I ain't doing it. <laughs> well, we've had um, a few kind of higher level referees over the years and they've all, I'm not saying about you, Ben, but they've all kind of not got, I'd expect them to get maximum marks, but they don't because they're not used to kind of, I know what you're getting at with they need to get used to more physical football because once they go on a Sunday league park, they're not going to get their little little nudges in the back. Yeah, uh, exactly. If I would rather use their knowledge to help out someone who perhaps doesn't have it yet rather than them go onto a pitch and start throwing out seven or eight yellow cards because they're not used to it. I think yeah. if we pass on that knowledge, again, it can only get passed on and passed on and passed on. So that's if I had the choice between asking them to come back and referee on our league or come back and mentoring, 
in the short term, our numbers wouldn't go up, but I believe in the long term, it would help with the retention because they've yeah. got the knowledge bank. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Do you um, is that a little another little project you're looking at, like league mentors? Obviously, the county FA have got a, a really good new mentor program now. Is that is that something that that you guys can kind of attach piggyback on the back of? Um, there's no plans for it at the moment. Um, I'm not sure how that probably tie it would probably tie in with the county FA if I'm being honest. There's no plans for it at the moment because at the end of the day we don't have many experienced referees on the North Wilts League as it is. So right. we do still need them to do the eighteens and sixteens. It would be more if those are already covered and then we can get the people to come in and have a watch. So um mentors for the time being are probably gonna be county focused. Yeah, I know it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, cool. So I think we're coming into the, to the end of our kind of podcast time, but I've got one big question that we are asking every single podcast guest that comes onto our show. Um, if we could give you a magic wand, you anything you want with it. Yeah. What one aspect of sports officiating would you like to change, and why? I think just the overall mindset from non-sports officials towards sports officials. I think, especially from what I read every weekend, I think the mentality is because a young referee is put on a black shirt, that is, they've got a target on their back. Um, they wouldn't like it if, say, I went to a match and called their ch- child who's playing every time they misplaced the pass or got tackled. That's awful. You're not very good. Mm. So I just want I what I it starts from the top down, but um, I would want to get that mentality of the referee is always wrong. I'm always right. They are responsible for every game we lose. I want I'd, I'd eliminate that. Turn it into rugby where. I'm not expecting them to call me sir. I probably wouldn't know how to react if they called me sir players, but um, <laughs> get that respect, get the respect back. Um, where if a referee talks, they listen. They might not agree with what they say, but they say okay, thank you, and then they walk off instead of what we see at the moment, where they shout and scream in their faces. Um, mm. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. Etc. Etc. Um, I don't. I don't think um, they started it off in August about the surrounding referees. I haven't really seen it been maintained as much as I would have liked Um, because at the end of the day at the North Worlds, the kids watch the Premier League and if they see certain players, and I'm sure you can imagine a few off the top of your head, who just go up, take Mikel Arteta yesterday uh, in the Spurs game, for instance. He was five, ten yards outside in his technical area having a go at the referee kids are going to see that and I think that's acceptable because he did not get booked yesterday yeah look I think the landscape needs changing Luke in terms of that consistent messaging around the perception around what a sports official is there to do and in, in some respects their role almost invites that level of um, commentary sometimes but I think it's understanding that there is a human behind that referee yeah. someone who like cares about the game has a passion for the game wants to do their best for the game it's a hobby and they're, they're, they're trying to facilitate a game of football. And if we can be that little bit more supportive, I think, you know, I think everyone everyone wins, right? Fascinating point, right? A real quick one, just to throw in. And it's on related to passion, so sorry to inject. I did a, quick, I did a game um, at Southwest County's Youth League Saturday morning. Player went down injured, but rolled off the pitch himself. So he was off the field of play. 
we carried on playing. Ball didn't go out of play. Carried on playing. It was the side of the technical area. So the te- the um, trainer literally had to run 100 yards. Not even that. 50 yards. He would have been with the player. And the guy, this guy behind me, who had been final game, w- was giving us, as the officials, absolute pelters. Like He really wasn't happy that we hadn't stopped the game. I assume it was his son. When the ball went out of play, referee stopped just to come over to speak, just to find out what's going on. Like, is he seriously injured? What's going on? Are we stopping for ambulances or is he okay? He was fine. Uh, he was kicked in the shin pad. Mm, I'll leave that one with you. But so I turned around to speak to this guy and said, look, like, why are you shouting at us? Like, it's, it's not acceptable. Like, talk to us, ask the question and we can help. And I explained, and he was shouting at me and shouting at me. So I tried to explain, look, Law State, he's off the he's off the field of play. It's not a serious injury. He's up, he's like talking, he can shout at us too. So he's okay. And um, anyway, so we left it with that. And I just had a chat with him as much as I could. At the end of the game, as I was leaving, he was like, oh, well, it's, it's all right, ref. Yeah, it was just passion, in it? And I was like, mm, no, I said, I'm really sorry. I disagree. We shouldn't allow passion to be like replace like, abuse that's not passionate you were just abusive and he was like well I wasn't really was I I was like we were because you weren't doing anything constructive you weren't trying to help you just wanted to shout abuse that me and the referee weren't very good when actually we should have just been concerned about the player safety who was off the pitch being treated Mm. there's nothing we could do for him and I just think it's a really dangerous like level of people going oh I'm passionate when actually you're just being abusive yeah, I think as well. Even before the match even begins, youth referees will turn up to matches. Like even my first game, I didn't turn up. Kind of looking forward to it. I was more scared about are oh, they going to shout at me because I might get a decision wrong. Even mm-hmm. if you get the, they get the decision right, they're still going to get shouted at. It should be a safe environment where they should be allowed. We're to learning, right? Such as where the the players are there to learn. The referees are going to be there to learn as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think we will get there eventually. I think we will. Yeah, I think small steps in the right direction. You know, the more transparent we can make things, the better. Um, Luke, it's been really interesting uh, understanding your role as an appointments officer on a local youth league. Really interesting to understand what's, what's challenging. Uh, it's delightful to hear what you love about it uh, and what, you know, keeps you motivated throughout that journey. And, you know, we hope that you can achieve the aims and ambitions that you've, you know, outlined over these next 12 months. And hopefully you can, those things contribute towards what is a, um, what is your biggest challenge in keeping your availability looking, uh, looking good every week. So if anyone's looking to officiate on the North Wilts Youth League, Luke's, uh, Luke's the person to get in touch with. You want to um, give us a 30 second plug? Just about uh, the North Wilts or how to get on it? Yeah, get involved. Get involved. So, um, so we've got a website. My contact details are on the North Wilts website. If you just type in North Wilts Youth Football League, it'll be the one either above or below the full time tab. Um, so, I have two email addresses you can contact me on. Uh, we have a shared email address, which is referee at nwyfl.co.uk or there's my personal one for the North Forts which is luke.hinchliff at nwyfl.co.uk I'm really active on my emails so any questions at all just feel free to ask or I can do another plug for you go Go into your availability on yesref hit and search for the North Forts Youth League and 
notify Luke that you want to referee some games. That works as well. Uh, Luke, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, and hopefully we can uh, we can reconvene in a year's time to see how we've got on with your aims and ambitions for the league. No, no problem. Thank you very much for inviting me on. It's been a privilege. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Cheers, pal. Thank you.